And we are live. Restart. What's up, my dude? Ooh, what's happening, brother? How you doing? Amazing. Yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Just uh tried my best to find the BSD shirt so I could, you know, rep with you in the in the thing today, but failed, so I was like a little bit behind in what i was doing but we're here now and we're good all good dude park tool works very universal yeah that's yeah there you go yeah you get it uh <laughs> how's your holiday amazing i'm actually in north carolina visiting my folks oh cool what's the weather like there right now is it nice yeah it was like 65 today or something 60 something like that not too bad it was colder this week but it's chilling yeah that's good to hear you have a good weekend and stuff through the holiday and everything just hanging out saw my brother that was awesome creator of team dilly all that all that good stuff so him and his family yeah there was some of that stuff that i wanted to ask you about because i went back and i watched the tcu tv with you and you kept bringing up your brother and i was like man i haven't heard of who this is and then i finally saw a video uh the it do video part from you and it's uploaded on a youtube channel that's kyle stark and i was like oh his name's kyle i have never <laughs> Bef- he's, dude man yeah he's the one who definitely definitely uh filmed all the videos growing up he ran what was it twin cities bmx.net nice. he dropped by like maybe he dropped a vhs a couple dvds and then yeah, now he's now he's like he's got a family, loves mountain biking. He still rides BMX a bit, but nice, that's good. Uh, I was I found that or I watched that it do part, and I was like, damn, Reed is young in this. So how old was your brother at that point? Uh, he man, I don't know. It do. I think I was maybe like fifteen to maybe like sixteen in that. In that okay, point. and he was. Four years older, so yeah, oh. 1920. Okay. So, yeah, he was making videos way back when, like the VHS stuff. I mean, my first video part I had, I was nine years old. It was like right when I started riding and like right away start like getting on a BMX bike. Like he had the camera and was making videos, made the VHS. I had a full part, some super crazy hardcore song. And yeah, he's, he's always been about it. Yeah, I was actually wanting to ask you if there's any possible way to watch that today. <laughs> today, you know what's crazy is I just I have a BSC part in the works with with uh, well Maloof Tony Maloof filmed it and then mm-hmm. Lutsky Trent Lutsky is film uh, editing it and yeah we actually ripped part of that part like some old stuff so that part just got sent today from Scotland on a hard drive to Texas. Oh, so it's going to be, it's not, I don't think it's the most high quality rip, but yeah, I think my brother, it was like my brother's last VHS or something like that. He actually, I think half the copies of the VHS he made like ruined people's VCRs. Oh so, no. Yeah. That was a whole clusterfuck. Uh, Can you imagine like if, if in 2022 you pull up a certain Instagram video and your phone's just broken? <laughs> <laughs> It's like people who try and film like a solar eclipse and it fries their phone, something mm. like that. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty wild. But yeah, so that it, it exists and it is 
recently been filmed. I don't know how high quality the rip is, but yeah, you're going to definitely see something from it soon. I'm stoked. It would be cool if after that, like the pieces that come from that go in your part and then you get the whole thing posted in full. So, you know, you just called out the plan perfectly. So, well, there you go. I didn't, I didn't mean to, (laughs) I wasn't trying to do that. It was just when you were talking about it in that, the TCU thing, I was just, all I could think was like, dude, I want to see nine-year-old Reed start riding. Oh man. I forgot I even talked about it back then. That's hilarious. Yeah. 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 It's uh man. I was definitely riding skate parks. Really love doing turndowns. I think it's, yeah, it's going to be a trip. I have, I don't think I've actually seen the video in maybe like 10 years. So holy crap. I here's another, uh, gimme for you. You should do a react video to it for, <sighs> something like whether it's youtube or whatever because that i think people just love to see like your genuine reaction to yourself how many years ago oh man yeah dude what was that 21 years ago yeah that would be a trip yeah i i really can't remember i remember like one clip where i like alley-oop turned on on like a core pipe but Mm -hmm. yeah i really can't remember any other clips that i that i had in that video dude pretty pretty cool. cool It's a good idea. I'm excited to watch it, honestly. Because, I mean, I've been filming since I was 13 when I started riding, too. So having the chapters and being able to watch all the way from when you you know, started till present day is always just fun. Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. It's 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 crazy how a lot of those videos back in the day, like once the Internet started going, like you, you had to go to a website and download the actual mm-hmm. video. It would take like a day sometimes to download like a three-minute web edit. Uh, and you know, and then Vimeo popped up, and then all those videos are kind of unsearchable nowadays. Like, mm-hmm. pe- if people didn't go through the process of like ripping them from video Vimeo or re-uploading to YouTube, like, yeah, it's really you have to like search the exact title, and sometimes you can find it or know the channel that you're looking for to actually find the link. But right, yeah. and have you ever thought about the fact that like Instagram is one day going to be the same where? There's no way to search for anything, so you're going to have to, 10 years from now, just be like, well, I think he posted something with this thumbnail around this time, I think. Yeah, no, it's it, that's probably one of the worst parts of Instagram is that you can't search. I, I, I mean, shout out YouTube Shorts for doing that. I kind of think I don't personally enjoy watching them, so I haven't really done too many. I think I've uploaded a couple, but mm-hmm. it's been in my to-do list forever, like start uploading everything that I'm doing on Instagram to YouTube shorts so it actually lives there as long as possible because I don't think Google's going anywhere. So Right. Yeah, that's my perspective on it too. Like yeah. Uh but so part of the reason why I hit you up in the first place was because you just got the twenty twenty two dig cover of their one print issue that they do in the whole freaking year. Man, yeah, I, dude, dream come true. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, man. I really, I, yeah. There's been a lot of things in the past, you know, like shooting, because I like to do big, big stuff, especially back in the day. I like to find big handrails and mm-hmm. huge setups. It always just looks crazy to me, and I enjoy finding them. Find, find it and grind it, you know. Um, yeah. Like Kaczynski for that one, but yeah, I, I just always always want to do something banger and getting out getting a cover was the craziest thing back in the day there was like ride and there was dig and there was a bunch of different options and they were dropping magazines almost every month 
So getting one was still insane, but it was definitely, you know, you get that magazine in the mail, man, I remember just reading through every single page multiple times, you know, like mm-hmm. the new issue. And there's something about print that's just so, so special to me. And as like magazines were dying off, I mean, I'd already kind of like given up on it. You know what I mean? I was like, damn, like, you know, like I'm 30 now. I, I, I like to do some like big stuff, but it's got to be like the right big thing for me to be stoked on it. Like, I'm not just going to go send myself down like a crazy gap or a crazy thing unless like the perfect type of niche. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I dude, when I got the text first person, Dave Sowerby, he like texted me that morning and was like, dude, Reed, so stoked. Like, congratulations. I was like, what is he stoked about? <laughs> I didn't I, I, I knew that the BSD Denver trip was going to be in the dig, but I didn't think that anything I did on that trip was like cover worthy by any means, you know? And yeah, when I saw that shit, I was just, ah, fuck man. I, was, <laughs> I didn't even know what to think. And I was actually like, dude, I was on the way to this like ceremony and dude, I like, it was getting blown up and I just couldn't even deal with it. And I was just like trying to like think about what was going on in my life. And I just had to put my phone down and kind of process it. But yeah, so uh, I can't wait to get one in my hands and actually see that shit. No doubt. So, I mean, from what you're saying, I'm gathering that was your first cover ever. Oh yeah, definitely first cover. Dude, badass. Well, congratulations. Dude, thank you so much, man. Seriously, like, shout out Dig, shout out West McGrath. Like, really could not have done it with the support of all them. BSD, obviously, for putting me in the position and bringing me on trips all the time to get that coverage. You know, I'm truly, truly blessed and honored, man. It's like a yeah, dream come true. Well, I mean, I mean, if you look at what we're talking about here, it's it's cover worthy for sure. Like, can you just like talk me through what is actually like happening in this picture? (laughs) (laughs) Man, I mean, dude, so we were in BSU Denver for this trip and that's, you know, looked up Airbnbs forever and they started dropping off one by one, like in the planning stages of a trip. And all of a sudden it was like, dude, this is the only place where we can all have a bed, like everyone on the trip. Mm-hmm. And it was like 20 minutes out of the city, which wasn't ideal, but I was like, fuck, we gotta send it. And the first day on the trip, we just pedaled, you know, pedaled down the hill like three blocks and there was a school right there. And yeah, it was pretty much the first thing I found on the trip. I just like pedaled up and just saw it was like, holy fuck like could you do that and i was like oh i I have to do that and we like rode the whole trip and i just kept putting it off putting it off people like yo reed you're gonna do this thing down the street and i was just like nah 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 like i don't know maybe like the last day we'll see if i like stay healthy during the trip and yeah last day came around woke up and i was like all right reed today's your day and yeah i just went down there and dude it was gnarly i i like fully bent three axles Oh my god, it was the first try. Yeah, no, it was like, I think seven or eight tries, and and like, it was terrifying, man. Every single try was just shaking up there. And, because the thing, the drop it, I just, so I like, went up, and I was, I was planning on like, bunny hopping into the cut, right? But it was only like a bike length, and it got skinnier as it went down. Mm -hmm. So I just like, immediately abandoned that, you know? And then, and then I was like, all right, I'm just gonna like, go creep up to it, and like, tuck in, just like, kind of like, dip in, and get both tires in and then drop and hopefully Smith. And I did like the drop, drop to tires a few times. And like, I was like, I don't even think I'll be able to Smith man. Cause like by the time you would come off of like the, the downslope, I was only hitting like this much of the ledge right? with, with like my front tire. And there were a few times, like if I landed back wheel at all, like literally like I would almost like front wheel would go over the ledge, which is you're oh. doing like eight, eight foot drop to flat 
OTB. Um, so yeah, it was terrifying. I just kept having to go slower and slower and slower. And eventually I just started creeping over, like after like drop in and then just like right as soon as I touched two tires, like move my, move my arms, to try and get the front peg on. And I think I did, yeah, I did. I got peg on. It was like tire peg, like sketchy dude, like to dunk and like falling off to the side and yeah, a bunch of sketchy attempts and through that process, just like bent. Yeah. Three axles. So like, all right, new front wheel boys. <laughs> Like take off the front wheel, switch out the axle, and then or the just because it's like the ones with which is actually the strongest axle there is, just have the bolts uh-huh. going because it's just not one piece that can that can fold up. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like just kept swapping them out and eventually got one where I didn't smash my tire too good, hit a solid peg, and I really was like not stoked. Like I landed it and like I fucking you know I like I pull back as hard as I could like off the Smith but I didn't land like too tired solid on the ground mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm such a perfectionist with that shit and I was just like dude I'm like gonna die like my if my front peg breaks on one of these like I'm gonna die I'm gonna flip over on my face and I just have to take this shit so it like wasn't really like a big celebration you know what I mean yeah it was just kind of like, wow, like my wrist hurt, my shoulders hurt really bad from like that impact, and I didn't do it exactly how I wanted to. So, all right, I just gotta take it. And I don't know, I always, I have some fears that people are gonna see the clip and be like, he didn't even do that shit proper, you know? But <laughs> I don't know, fuck it. It was it was it was the journey, and I don't know, I'm I'm proud of it. So. Yeah. Well. I guess. I don't know. Well, when does the clip get come out? Ah, uh, the video. I've seen the video now. Trent Trent edited a beast. Uh, it's like our journey from California. We went and stopped in the desert in Utah. Rode some crazy natural spots. Oh my god! And then we kept going to Denver. And yeah, no, it was it was sick. Uh, I don't know when it's gonna drop though. I think maybe next month, something like that. I know BSD just has like a bunch of videos stacked up, ready to drop right now. So they're probably just waiting for the right time. Nice. Yeah. And just kind of vomit on the internet and right yeah, i'm excited to see it i'm sure after people get that print issue they're gonna be excited to see it too yeah i, I hope they're not let down you know <laughs> but fuck i'm ah. sure the people at dig saw the video or i hope they saw the video and they're like all right like that was good enough <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was definitely terrifying and i you know i did did the best i could and that's really all you can all you can do in life yeah, well, so what's like, what's your mental process for something that scary? Obviously, you said how you kind of worked your way to it, but how do you, what's your mental process of going from, all right, I'm up here to, all right, I actually got dropped into this thing the first time? Oh, man. I think, I think I did like three, maybe three like creep ups, you know, like Mm. to the edge and just like staring down this tiny thing, you know, it's a bike length, you know, I'm like, before I'm like setting up my bike from the ledge, like holding up both tires. I'm like, okay, like if I dive in and I case, I'm going to go over the bars. If I dive in like a little bit too late and don't pull up right away, as soon as my back tire touches, I'm going to go over the bars. So it's just I don't know you kind of in those in those moments you kind of just black out a little bit I guess mm-hmm. like just you just kind of got to breathe with it and just know that like everything that you've done up to that point has led you to the point where you, you said yes to it like back when I was younger I used to just send shit that was so far above above my pay grade if you will mm-hmm. and 
nowadays like i i feel like i have the bike control enough to do it and if i if i know i could do that on like a bank that's how i kept thinking about it. i was like all right if i could drop into a steep bank like this and have confidence i'm not gonna like endo into the ground and flip over then i could do this just on a on another level and yeah that makes sense it definitely makes sense it's just crazy how our brains just sometimes will completely turn off that connection between like if this was just on flat ground i'd be dropping in on this for fun and it would just be casual but because it's here i'm going to completely forget about that until i get over the mental barrier of going down at the first time dude 100 percent. once you go in at once you're like okay i didn't die like all right and then like i still with this one i totally had like all right like you did it once don't get don't get like cocky on this one don't like think you got it like you really have to focus with everything you have every single time you decide to lift up that back tire yeah and i didn't i didn't really think i was getting as like tucked up i remember like i went over after you know i, was, I wasn't like super satisfied with it and west was just like oh look at it he's like oh i got this frame of you like up here you know you didn't have it stitched together or anything and i was like oh like damn that i didn't realize i was like tucking that high but you really had to like line up the line up both tires with the angle of of the piece to do it smooth enough but yeah, yeah. so totally like a human human fight or flight you know yeah and just just do what you have to do or what you've committed to do and do it with everything you got yeah it's wild how we almost have that point where you just you finally get to the edge of jumping off the cliff and you just do it even though those couple times where you're just like ah, not quite and then finally at one point you're just like all right we're going yeah i mean i definitely the the worst i've really gotten hurt in my life is when i don't give it a hundred percent you know when i when i do let those like thoughts like ah, i'm just gonna like tiptoe into this you know like yep. i'll like hop i'll hop on a rail like all right i'm gonna like hop on this rail and like lean into the grass thinking that's gonna be safe and like that's when you like that was i think that was the first time i dislocated my shoulder like it was just a subluxation you know i was able to pop it back in but yeah i was like doing this bump jump to king trail in scotland and i was like oh yeah i'll just like you know it's a steep one i'll just go over to the grass and then i went over and slipped out and fucking just gave my shoulder and it's like nah just go for it like if you can grind the rail grind the rail mm-hmm. you know it's gonna it's gonna come faster and every time you go you're gonna get better at it just like just like anything in life but yeah it's a weird weird thing we do on this bike dude it's crazy isn't it <laughs> it's so crazy some of the stuff some fringe society shit man uh, yeah it was funny you when you were describing this, this thing and seeing it for the first time you kind of answered one of my questions is like when you see it you just immediately knew that it was like that was the thing and that was what you were gonna do was it like oh we're just riding around and all of a sudden i look up where i'm standing beside this thing and there it was it's like no yeah it, it was like from afar i was like look at that beam i think the last beam i was able to ride on like that was like in arizona like that i had like the bsd arizona part when i was like Man, I don't even know. 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the last time I was like on like a similar setup, like a proper beam and and pedaling along it. So yeah, I saw it. And I was like, dude, look at that shit. And Rob DeQuatro and all those dudes always ride that school, and they like the ledge had been grinded a bunch of times. And they like I like showed them the photo of it over and they're like, what the fuck? They're like, I've never even seen that. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I'm always looking up and looking at shit like that. So if I see like a bank in the sky, I'm gonna figure out how to ride it if i can you know hell yeah it's a unique unique setups i love yeah oh yeah you definitely can see that in your riding 
for sure. Uh, the other thing that you kind of answered for me too when you were first talking about it was the, the I have to do this feeling when you see it. I, I wondered if that was kind of along those lines for this one and other stuff that you do too. Yeah, I, man, I, there, there are things that I commit to and say I'll do and, you know, you, you, you commit, maybe you think about it, go back. Maybe it's not right. You're not feeling right, you know? Mm-hmm. And then maybe at the end of the trip or whatever, you go back again and you're like, nah. And then, like, man, there's this big ledge in Paris. It's like super big straight ledge at Bercy Stadium. And I found that spot at the beginning of the trip. And I think we went there, like, pedaled past it maybe like four or five times, like, in a two week trip, just like on the way back to the Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to it, I just feel like, nah. You know, I'd like go to the top or like help pass, be like, no, no chance. And then like even the last day of the trip, we went there and they're like, everyone's like, yeah, you're going to do it. And I was like, uh, and I was like, I got to get a coffee. Like, <laughs> but just like get a coffee alone. I'm like sitting there and I'm just like, okay, like, is this possible? Am I really going to send on this and just like breathe and like meditate and just really like process it? Like, is it worth it? Like risk reward, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it was something that I'd never really done before. And like, that's. I think that's a big motivator for me is just if if I've never done anything like it, that's why I don't really go out and ice pick grind 22 stair rails anymore. Like I've already done that. And like, after you do that a couple of times, it's kind of like, all right, am I really going to battle for some shit that I've already done? It's like, nah, you know, of course it feels good, but I don't know. I'm at the, I'm at the point now where it's just not worth it. Like I only have so many good, good crashes left in me. This, yeah. before this body really starts to crumble like i got you know my right knees messed up my left achilles tendons messed up my right shoulder and like i'm constantly seeing like different specialists to like strengthen different muscle groups and avoid surgery and make sure i can ride as long as i possibly can take super food stay as healthy as i can so i just know like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna commit to something i want it to be something that's really worth it like if i'm gonna eat shit i want to eat shit for a reason you know right yeah that uh that feeling of like you see it and you know in that moment where you get all hot and you start like your hands start sweating a little bit and you're just like i'm i'm gonna do it i have to my body's like it already knows <laughs> yeah it's weird and that man and then and then the times that you're like oh man just like is this gonna bring me to the hospital you know and then you're like you're at the top of the spot or you're on the roof or something and it's like wow i'm really up here like I'm really doing this, you know, and the reality kind of sets in and making sure you're able to like breathe through that and just, I don't know, kind of rewire your brain to be back into knowing that you got that shit and that confidence is, it's interesting, man. It's a, it's an interesting process. I'm sure there'd be some wild sports science studies at some point. Hopefully there's some, something that some, some genius does where they test what goes on in your brain and what's so much different about BMXers and skaters and any type of action sports person compared to, you know, the average human who doesn't really go down that path. Right. We're weird for sure. Well, where you are able to kind of like assess a situation and act very, very quickly and, and react even quicker whenever you're in those situations. I mean, I think about all those times where you're falling and you magically get your hands and your elbows in front of your face. It's like normal people, I feel like, don't have 
those same like to where it almost feels like you can slow time down in those moments i feel like yeah. normal people don't have that as much because yeah they... I mean, dude yeah i mean kendama kendama is like the one thing that really has helped me train that you know even like driving a car like your reaction speed to like somebody stopping or someone blowing a red light in front of you and being able to see it out of your peripherals and being like you know like i am swerving this way and i can check which way i'm going and i'm not gonna hit anyone there and i've I've had that happen a bunch of times in my life where i'm definitely like wow i'm really glad that i've bombed a hill brakeless on a bmx (laughs) because i definitely could handle this one better than per se someone who's just kicked a soccer ball around or some shit like that not to say that that you don't need super high focus for that but i think that there's just another level of it with the danger of bmx that we really gotta stay on our toes and that fire flight kicks in a lot more for us. Oh yeah, we're I mean, we're literally training our brains for those situations and putting ourselves purposefully in that fight or flight situation and forcing our brain to deal with it for our whole lives. So like it's natural you do something for your whole life, you're just gonna get better at it. Yeah. I don't even know if it's a fight or flight. I feel like that might not even be the phrase. There's gotta be some scientific term for it, but yeah, it's it's bizarre, man. Action sports folk are very unique, like to put yourself through so much pain and to want to keep doing it for the for the joy you get out of it is it's odd stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to talk about if you're if you want to talk about the ayahuasca thing, because you posted out that in your Instagram post when you found out that you were on your way to the ayahuasca ceremony and i i don't know when you were talking about how you found out and it was almost like overwhelming while you were on your way to it i almost feel like that might have been a perfect situation to like i'm turning everything else off to go into this thing yeah i'm yeah it was it was quite an experience Uh, my buddy boo johnson he's a pro skater and he he invited me like a year ago. He's like, dude, I want to do this ayahuasca shit. Like, I feel the calling. And it took me like four months to be like three months, something like that, to be like, all right, dude, I'm in. And then we were going to do it in two months for his birthday in February. And I was like, all right, like, that seems fine. And then he hit me up maybe a month or two months ago. And he was like, dude, found the spot. We're not going to Costa Rica. We're going to do this shit stateside. Like, I know this mm-hmm. man who is like connected with all these people. And, and it took like another four days from there to be like, okay, I'm committing. Just kind of like a BMX banger, you know, because it's a, it's like a very transformational thing. It's this medicine that's been around for thousands of years. It's like made by mixing this root make, with this bark, and it, it, uh, what is it? It enables DMT. It releases. Oh, DMT. okay. It's like, but gets released in your brain when you die. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I was pretty scared of it, man. Like, you know, I definitely had my fears and i didn't know how it would change me and i didn't know if i was ready um but yeah the last like few months before it i don't know something i just wasn't hitting like i normally hit you know like i saw your post you're like oh you're reading such an up you know upbeat positive guy and like the last few months i've just been like grinding with work and going hard and like not i i wasn't my happiest self or my best self i felt very lazy i was watching a lot of tv you know like a lot of shit that just wasn't who i wanted to be and yeah when in this experience you drink this tea with the shaman it's a very it's a ceremony like a four-hour ceremony two days back to back 
you like write down all your intentions of what you want to get out of it on a piece of paper. You go out and burn it with like read it to the group if you want to. Burn it in the fire. Go back in, and it's like a bunch of people laying around in a circle, like 12 people I think it was, and everyone's like on yoga mats with puke buckets and roll of tissue paper, and because you like purge mm-hmm. and you drink the tea and. Pretty soon, like you know, you kind of sit there and close your eyes, and and you're you're pretty much speaking to like mother. They call her Mother Ayahuasca, and it's from what I gathered throughout my experience, she is one of like the creators of the universe, you know. And it's I had like I you're able to just kind of sit there and close your eyes and ask really any questions you want. Like the first night was hell. I just felt like shit. She, I couldn't like let go. I couldn't. I felt like I wanted more from it, you know, like more psychedelic, because you you have like psychedelic views in your head. I think with your eyes closed. Some people had them with their eyes open. I try to keep my eyes closed for it. And yeah, like the first night was just hell. I hated. I couldn't let go. I'm like, I and then I just was like, the next day I was talking with the shaman. He's like, Reed, like I we talked about this. Like you're very intense. You gotta let go. You gotta stop trying to control this shit, and let it like be the passenger, you know. And the next night I came with like a few like deeper intentions and uh, yeah, it was just so clear. I was sitting there, closed eyed, just like meditating, just breathing and you just have like a constant conversation. You ask ask her questions about anything you wanna know, what you wanna do with your life, um, how you should pivot, you know, what you should do about this and this and this and this. Um, I asked her about the afterlife, uh, just so many fears, you know, like, Shit like, you know, myself dying. Like, I've been, I got some panic attacks recently, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what's this from? And it's like the fear of death, fear of my own death, and, you know, my folks dying, and other people, like, loved ones around me dying, and all this heavy shit that was, like, really burdening me. As well as, like, a lot of work shit that I wasn't satisfied with. And, dude, she taught me how to, like, structure my life. I mean, it went down to the point of, like, here, you got to get a new to-do list manager. Like, taking to-do list notes in your phone is not good enough. Um, you need to, you know... Bring your bring your family to your favorite place on earth. Like I wrote I wrote a whole list. That was a very condensed list in my post. She told me to make that post. She was like, Hey, when you're when you're done with this, if you care so much about this experience, like she's like, you should share this with the world. You should share it with your like your biggest moment in BMX ever. She told me to like she told me to give as much effort into like I've been making music. She's like, give as put as much effort as you did into BMX into making music and all these other crafts you want to master. Like how how do you think you're gonna just be good at them without grinding like you did with BMX, to like get to the point of being on a fucking cover of a magazine, you know? And it was yeah, it was super deep, man. It was heavy, and it, it, everyone in the room had a very, I, I wouldn't say similar, but very. I mean, you, it's very transformational. I would say it's probably the biggest mental self help tool I've ever used in my life. Um, yeah, it's just powerful stuff, and the fact that they've been doing this shit for thousands of years. It just really, really was an eye-opening thing. It's like I totally thought it was like a drug, and it's definitely not, man. It's medicine, and you like you puke a bunch. It like the the tea like connects to a bunch of toxins in your system, and you like puke and shit them out, like shit out tear like gnarly stuff, dude. Like my body feels so pure. I'm not drinking right now. She's like, stop wasting so much time drinking and like abusing alcohol. Like I haven't really drank since it. Uh, yeah, just so much shit. I've been fucking on it since that experience, and. I, I don't know. I, I, don't know how, I don't know how I was able to do that or why the fuck it exists, but hot damn, is it a special thing. So Wow. What yeah. do you think What do you think that is, the mother ayahuasca? What do you think? 
Well, I people people call her like grandmother. It's totally like a womanly voice, and she would say shit that wasn't in, like it's just like it's like almost like your own voice in your head talking to yourself. But mm. you ask questions that, you know, in your head, and then she comes back. She would say shit in a way that I would never say. You know what I mean? That's why I was like, oh, it's definitely not me. Like this is definitely like I'm speaking to a fucking plant. Or like, yeah. and then I asked her like, oh, like you know, did you create all of this at one point? Cause it, I went deeper and deeper. Like she went, went through all of my life and how I need to change like business and relationships and everything, like valuing your friendships, so much shit like that. And I was like, all right, well what's next? And then it was like, she'd be like, oh, well how about this? And then I, eventually I was like, well, what's the deal with the afterlife? And she kind of explained how that would go, you know? And she's like, oh, there's a new language up here. You'll learn it when you get here. Don't worry about when you're going to go. Like it'll happen when it's your time. Um, yeah, bizarre shit. And I was like, at one point, like, yo, did you create the whole, like, all of this? And she's like, I'm one of the creators. <laughs> what the f- and I was just like, holy fuck, like, I don't know, man. It was, it was, it sounds so crazy to say. And I, you, yeah, it's weird sharing this to probably a bunch of people who don't know me. Probably think I'm fucking batshit crazy, but. That doesn't matter. Yeah, fuck it. Like, I, I think it's a beautiful thing, and I think it really helps people become their better self. And going through that process, it's hard. It's gnarly. You puke. You fucking feel like shit first night. Second night, it felt a lot better, and then puked a bunch the next night, too, but it felt great the second night. Yeah. And, you know, you come out of it a better, more caring person. You know, I, I feel fully invigorated, filled with love, motivated. I feel like I have like I'm on the right path now and what I want to do and what I want to grow and who I want to help and how I want to help them and yeah it's a powerful thing do you did it feel like it was like a, a longer time period than it was while that was happening because it sounds like you went through a lot of stuff the first night it felt like it was like dude after one point I like couldn't really let go and I just felt like shit my stomach hurt like you're supposed to have like a really specific diet beforehand like raw like no salt no pepper no spicy foods and I didn't really like follow that shit like I drank the week before which you're not supposed to do mm. um and yeah I, like I was like I had so much guilt and shame I was so disappointed in myself I was like oh like this isn't clear to me like I fucked it up, I blew this, you know, like I spent this money to come do this and I just like, I didn't take it seriously and I was just so ashamed of myself. And then the second night I was able to just let go and uh, yeah, fuck, what, were, what, what was your question? I just asked if it felt like it took oh, place over yeah. a longer period yeah. of time. Yeah, so the first night uh, lasted forever. Like it felt, I was like, dude, when is this gonna be over? You know what I mean? Cause eventually when it's done, they're like, yo, now's the time you gotta chug water, you gotta dilute this shit in your system. So you like, you know, get like flush out the DMT or whatever that's like been integrated in your system. Uh, and yeah, like first night was kind of, it was really long. Second night was, I was like, damn, this like so soon, like four hours went like that, you know? Cause it was just so clear and beautiful, man. Like it was fucking beautiful. It, the, the visuals in my head were just like, it was like almost like a psychedelic, like spacecraft looking thing at some mm-hmm. point. Um, I saw like, like the like mount, mountain ranges with silhouettes of elephants on top of them, like some real safari shit, you know. Fitting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it was really really beautiful, and and it would fade out at certain points. It would be just pure black, and I would just be like talking to her, and then all of a sudden it would kind of like reenact, and she was just kind of like, oh, like I'm always with you, but if you want to have the conversation, you need to use the medicine. Like this is how you, this is how you talk to me, is to use this medicine and to go to one of these ceremonies, you know, and like. For anyone out there who is considering doing this, like make sure you do your research on who your shaman is, 
make sure they're getting the shit from a real source make sure you know because i've heard terrible stories of people doing this shit like like dude there are guardians there who like take care of it you like can't really walk on it you know you have to be like helped to the bathroom if you go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. swap up puke buckets like they they take care of you there's a shaman to talk with you if like it's really heavy you start crying like it's just too heavy you know like i saw a lot of people in the room like you know you hear them going through shit like you have to deal with all of your fears and all of your fucking doubts and everything that's been troubling you before you can really like grow and get beyond it so yeah i mean you have to do it in the right in the right place with the right people and real people there's a place i guess called rhythmia in costa rica it's like definitely really expensive but you there that's an option um anyone if you want to do go to the place that i went to feel free to hit me up if i yeah, see your dm yeah. don't get buried i'll fucking you know shout out the homie wow but, dude like it's crazy to to hear all this stuff and like hear your personal experience of it because it's stuff i've wondered about forever i mean i we can talk definitely talk more in depth about it another time like not on here but i am super intrigued to just talk to you about it dude i mean i fuck man i i i, I came out of it, i was like everyone i everyone should do this yeah it, it wasn't like a drug thing. it was like really like the world would probably be a lot better of a place if people fucking had this experience at least once in their life you know like it really helps you deal with demons and shit the shit you don't even know i mean the first night i'm like scared of snakes the first night i had to like the first thing was like crawl through like a wall of snakes in my head <laughs> of course like, snakes you know like the first shit i'm like oh shit i forgot i'm kind of scared of snakes you know it's like oh I had to deal with that shit you know like um but yeah man i don't know it's I, I highly recommend it if you can save up the money to fucking do it like totally worth it I plan on doing it again you know like that the shaman had done it 90 days in a row three times a day like in the Brazilian jungle oh wow like he is like fully connected to like he is he is channeling chants and shit from the afterlife like it was just bizarre dude just so out of this world like truly level 11 that's crazy. I mean, I'm sitting here. I'm I'm the kind of person I like. I totally believe in all that universal crazy stuff that people are like. Oh, you're whatever. Like like serendipity. You know, talking about how like you're going into this ceremony that's literally about to change you as a person. As you're finding out that one of the biggest accomplishments you've ever had in BMX comes through, and you can't even like, you know, normally if somebody go has this happen, something this huge. They get to celebrate and, you know, talk to everyone, say thanks and be stoked and whatever. But you're like, all right, I'm going into this thing where I have to turn all of that off. And and this is what I'm doing. Yeah, just focus on, like, the shit I needed to, like, heal, you know. And, dude, fuck. It was it was heavy. <laughs> I'm, like, getting called. I'm, like, airplane mode, dog. Like, getting texted, blown up, you know, like. It was like the craziest, like, if you want to call it like an internet day, you know, like when you drop a video part or something, that's like, that's like a big internet day for you. And like, Uh yeah, going through all that shit and bro, it was heavy, dude. And it was, it was weird. You know, she taught me how to be proud of myself too, which I really have a struggle with doing, you know, I'm definitely like a perfectionist in a lot of ways and gotta let that shit grow or go. (laughs) And yeah, just like be proud of yourself. You know, she, she even said, she, she was like, yo, dude, she's like, look at you. You know, look at you, look at all the shit you've done. Don't forget about that. Like you've worked your ass off to get here. And I was like, damn, like I have, I don't think about that shit enough. You know, like you have to stay humble, but you also have to like honor what you've done and 
be proud of yourself in order to move forward and and have proper goals because man life can get sad and stagnant real quick like i've been there yeah man absolutely she tell you to hey don't be so down on yourself about how you landed in that smith (laughs) (laughs) oh dude yeah no i mean fuck Uh, there's some things no you you know it's you know she she brings she what she does is she makes you aware of all your shit and you have to go back and integrate it into your life you know you could drink Mm. that's what somebody somebody was there he's like some fucking he works at some um like packaging company it's super smart dude has like three kids and he's done it this is his 12th ceremony and he was like yo he's like if you go through the process and don't do what what you what you were taught like if you don't integrate it in your life and actually act on it then you're gonna do it again and she's gonna say the same shit mm-hmm. it, so like i mean dude i mean she told me she like go run go on runs with your girlfriend I literally went on a run for the first time in 13 years yesterday, two days ago, you know, like when I like two mile run, like, it's like, I fucking, I don't know. You, you got it. You got, I'm trying, I'm trying really hard to integrate it and really grow as a person and try and become the best, most happy person I can be. You know, dude, I love it. I love hearing this and I, yeah, I'm excited to talk to you about this stuff like further later for sure. Uh, anytime brother. She wasn't. She was out there like, "Hey, dude, you probably should. You probably should have tried that again and get that Smith cleaner." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, that Smith was whack. Dog. You gotta get on, nah, nah. Everyone's gonna think you're a phony, bro. <laughs> Yo, uh, that's funny. But so, what's what's riding like for you right now? What's your BMX life looking like? Oh, uh, man, it's been sick. I'm living in New Orleans, so. Like, there's not really too many bikers out there. It's Brandon Gathrow. He's probably the main dude. Because um, a bunch of those cats all just moved to New York. A bunch of the New Orleans locals. Mm-hmm. I'm like, filming with, like, a skate filmer. This dude, T-Mans. He's awesome. Um, but, yeah, just most most of it's kind of just pedaling around talking with my girl. Like, New Orleans is super flat. And it's kind of like five miles, like, anywhere you need to go. So I pretty much just, like, pedal everywhere and just will find weird cutty bump jumps, like, broken down, whatever, here and there. It's, like, super crusty there. So I just always, like, ride and film that stuff and stack spots there. Definitely trying to, like, be the spot master in New Orleans. Got a pretty good collection going. And other than that, just just try and plan trips, like, planning out 2023 for BSD. Like, try and get all, all the homies all the homies like in the right position to shine as much as they can you know we got trent lutsky grant Yubi, curly main noah hunzinger denim cox like the whole the whole bs am i forgetting one but yeah that's like the kind of the not the american side bsd's one team but those are the those are the local homies who are definitely trying to put them in the best position possible to shine you know mm-hmm. so trying to plan trips and make sure we can get whatever we can get going uh, we got like a trip in the works. We're going to Texas. We're doing a shop stop tour. Gonna be yes, doing, shop gonna stops. doing, uh, yeah, it'd be sick. Like really connect with the community out there. Uh, gonna do like jams, like probably like a meetup at Empire BMX in Austin, and go like ride street, do like a little street jam, skate park, maybe end at Ninth Street Trails, and then do Ethic BMX in Houston, and ride the Rockstar Park. Is that place Ooh. wicked? I think there's some street spots around there too. Maybe not. We'll 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 have to check it out. You'll find something, I'm sure. Yeah, I know there's 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 some out there, but yeah, that park is amazing. So 
probably go rip that and then potentially do like something in San Antonio or Dallas. Still trying to like lock in the best place for that. But those two shops are already confirmed and yeah, going to set up that. That'll be in like the first week of February. Oh, nice. Yeah. Does that mean you're not doing Swamp Fest? Oh, we're going to Swamp Fest. Oh, good. <laughs> That's on the list as well, man. Definitely. Uh be out there i was halfway like uh, i hope i see reed at swap fest after that yeah. no yeah Fe- february 25th right yes sir yeah no i'm yeah i already i already prepped the boys i was like yo you got bsd crew's gotta make it out somehow whether however we're gonna do it whether you're gonna drive new orleans hop in my van and we're going or you know fly there figure it out like definitely gotta try and get out there because that event's amazing oh always mm-hmm. so good it's one of those events where like I blew it off for the first couple of years. I'm like, yeah, it looks awesome and everything, but just like, yeah, it's Florida. It's expensive to go to Florida. And then I went and I was like, yeah, I'm never not missing a Swamp Fest. Or I'm never yeah. missing a Swamp Fest ever. Yeah, I missed the. I missed one of them. I think the last one I, I missed. I, was, I had a bunch of shit going on in life. I couldn't make it. It was the one that was like six months after. I was like, I feel like the last one just happened. It did Come just happen, happen. yeah. <laughs> I can't go to another one, dude. I got so much other shit going on. But, yeah, we make it to this one, baby. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully we can, like, try and design some shit or build some shit and make something epic because, you know, that's that's the sickest stuff is when people bring out some random kicker or, you know, kind of, like, give back. It's, like, almost like a mini, like, BMX Burning Man, you know? Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just watching the dude who was trying the – gap nose 180 on the bsd jersey barrier thingy like the amount of times i mean that dude was putting it in for that dude i think that was brandon good yeah it was it was funny how that works that was trent lutsky so trent trent was trying the gap crank arm and that's how he got on bsd he did. It was a. It was a long jump to anything on the Jersey Barrier. That was our design for the contest. And mm-hmm. yeah, he tried like a twenty foot gap to crank arm, and we're like, <laughs> Curly and Denim, I looked at each other, we like, we should just put him on, right? <laughs> and Grant Smith, the owner of BSE, is sick enough. Like I was like, dude, I was like, we don't even need to ask him. Let's just fucking let's just ask him right now. Let's ask, <laughs> let's ask Trent if he's if he's bought it. And uh, he was down. So, what a story there, dude. Because Trent literally came about. Oh, he's a couple hours from being as far south as you can go on the east side of the U.S., coming from almost as far north as you can go. Dude, full send. Hey, dude, him and Yubi, man, like, I, I don't know if they've dropped that in-between episode yet. Not, I got, not yet. Yeah, I got I got to see a sneak peek of it. Definitely brought tears to my face, man. Like, those two have just dedicated themselves to BMX, and that's the type of shit that, like, you put fuel behind you know what i mean like that's you got to put energy into those types of people who are down to just like get it dude like they've been getting it on their own with no support forever like no money figuring out how to get to events figuring out how to take trips how to do whatever just to ride their bikes and rip and like i'm just so proud of them i'm so stoked they're on the on the squad like it's crazy to me like i'm like the crew i grew up with i'm like one of the few remaining ones you know what i mean Mm -hmm. even even in Scotland, like a lot of a lot of other people have kind of like Mike Jersey Taylor and a lot of dudes have kind of like chilled out on BMX. Like they still ride a bit, but uh, you know, not not as involved as they used to be. And I'm kind of one of the older guys now, and it's crazy like watching those dudes fucking really rip and put on. And yeah, super proud of everything that they do. And it's so motivating riding with the man. Like I'll I'll see some crazy shit that I'm like ah, 
I get worked on that. I'm like, you want to fuck with that? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, let's go. They're like, oh, fucking perfect, man. As long as the spot gets handled, you know? That's awesome. Like, somewhat passing the torch, but more or less just being more selective on what you want to kind of do for yourself. I love that. Yeah, no, I, I still want to see the spots get handled. That's the thing. And I'm like, damn, like, 10 years ago, I would be sending it on that. But, like, I don't got it in me today. Like, because the amount of times I've been on trips, too, where, like, dude, I'll, like, send it on some shit that I'm, like, 80% in love with. And then I'll roll an ankle. And then we literally, like, I hobble around the corner with the crew and find, like, my dream setup that I know I would have done first try or within 10 tries and a bit safer but also burly as fuck and some shit like that. And I'm like, damn, like, I really blew my chance to to do shit here, you know, because I was just kind of after it. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. When you're younger, you heal a lot quicker, and yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, looking at stuff like that in hindsight, it'd be like if you rolled your ankle trying to do some ice pick down a big rail that you really, you know, 80% wanted to do, then you roll up and see the the beam drop into Smith, and, like, the cover never gets to happen because of, like, something you really fully weren't into on your own. Yeah, no, it's I've I've done it one too many times, bro. It's it's pretty shitty. I remember one time I went to Israel for filming for transmission. I I think I got three clips in fifteen days, and like, it was the worst filming trip of my life. Like, kept finding shit I like wasn't really into, and then I like tried something to roll my ankle that I wasn't into, and then found a bunch of shit I would have loved to ride that was like out of the city we were staying in. And then by the time I was like actually healed, they're like we were back in an area where there wasn't really too much again. And I was like, wow, this is the least successful trip of my life. But that's just how it goes, you know. You gotta learn learn the lessons, keep on grinding, you know. Hell yeah. Uh, so one of the first things you guys talk about in that TCU TV is the uh, the getting shot at story. <laughs> and and so I was listening to that and I was like, man. I wonder if he's had any crazy stories like that recently or even just since that one dude that was a that was a gnarly one yeah well you're telling this story so casually and i'm like dude you're literally getting shot at yeah that was <laughs> fucked up i mean i've had guns pulled on me at random spots a few times there was one in uh there's one I remember in Grand Canaria. I was kind of out just, like, spot hunting, and, like, it's, like, this road, and then this kind of this neighborhood that just, like, did a big old loop. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was all these, like, and I didn't really think it was that sketchy. It just started pedaling around, kind of alone, and all of a sudden I, like, looked on this, like, alleyway thing, and all these dudes are just kind of, like, kind of, like, pointing, talking to their homies, and then, like, they start coming out, and I'm kind of chilling, and I look around, and then, like, look at the other way, and then people started kind of coming together, and it was just, like, oh, fuck, like, they are coming to rob my ass for sure. And, like, who knows what else. And Ooh. I fucking bunny hop my way the hell out of there. I think I, like, sent it down, like, an eight set or something and just charged, like, through this cut and made it out of that neighborhood. That was pretty sketchy. I had some pre- – I don't know if that was – I think that was before I went to Columbia. Columbia was really sketchy. We got, like, two knives pulled on us or guns pulled on us. Like, these guns are knives. Like, in a row, it was, like, me and my buddy Momo, we were going back from the bar one night, and we, like, got lost, and, like, this dude's trying to get, like, a sip of my beer. I'm walking down the street, and, like, I'm just, like, no, 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 and then, like, 
other homie pops out on the corner and me and Momo, it's like two of them or two of us and we're like in this thing and I'm like got the bottle and I'm just like ah like <laughs> screaming at these fucking Colombian dudes and like might have like broken the bottle or something like I was just like going nuts you know and just like I was like Momo, like get the fuck out of here like we just kind of like out stunned on him like we just out crazied him kind of and then we were still lost and kept walking and it was another situation like we were going over this bridge over this like highway thing and we walk over and there's like seven eight dudes and they start creeping behind us as we start going over the bridge and like i'm kind of like momo momo like yo we gotta gotta get going and we like kind of start getting to the top of the bridge and we look over the other side of the bridge and there's like another pack of like eight dudes and they start coming in i'm like momo run and we just fucking charged out of there and they like damn near pinched us wow and we ended up like making it away from that one but those were like some close shaves for sure i'm sure my mom doesn't want to hear this <laughs> sorry but, sorry no it's not good it happens uh but yeah those were those were sketchy ones yeah man shit happens dude you know always good to be on a bike gotta love being on a bike you can always get away pretty good gotta right. always i've traveled some sketchy ass places gotta have head on a swivel you know what i mean Mm-hmm. try and spot situations where you know i don't really travel with like weapons of any kind other than a kendama uh it could definitely cause some damage if you need to with that but fortunately haven't really been in that position yeah uh, but yeah just always got to keep your head on a swivel and know your outs you know don't corner yourself in any position uh know where the fuck you're at look around you know what i mean like street smarts basics basically <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it takes a lot of experience to go through that and you know be with locals fuck man always try and be like i was in the philippines and you don't leave the house without like six or seven homies there you know like yeah. even the who live there don't leave the house like you don't go on a date with you and your girl like you might just get fucking kidnapped turn into a fucking turn into a rebel you know like so yeah had had some stories man that's wild that's it's another thing like we were talking about earlier how normal people don't fully you know grow their spatial awareness or situational awareness it's a similar thing in like you know people who go through everyday life going from work to home to work to home to work to home don't don't learn the street smarts as much as like i feel like bmx riders do to where they can recognize i feel like i always recognize as soon as something's about to start getting a little weird i'm like i'm I'm out of here (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. I it's not it's totally chill. Like, dude, if you live a comfortable life, fucking bravo, you know? Like, I chose Oh, yeah, for sure. Streets for my life, you know? Like not like live on the streets, but you know, fuck, we definitely spend a lot more time in weird situations dealing with homeless people, fucking angry cops, like really whoever, angry people of any kind. You're out there like riding their property or whatever the hell, and you got to like Figure out how to calm people down. Realize when shit's escalating. Try and de-escalate situations. You know, like I don't know. It's it's definitely definitely a skill skill to learn, and it's good. I is man, some dude commented on one of my posts recently. I messaged him some shit. I felt so bad. It was after it was like he came up to like Brad Sims and I we were in Austin. He was like covered in dirt, and he was just like, oh, like oh, can, like what's good with the bikes, blah blah. Like I used to ride and all this shit, and like. I like, you know, initially, like, he kind of looked like he was fucking, he seemed a bit drunk, you know, and he's like, oh, I'm working over here, and I'm just like, okay, like, kind of, like, film this clip of Brad, like, not really giving him the time of day, because it's like, all right, like, this one, I don't know if I should engage in this situation, mm-hmm. like, turns out he was, like, an actual rider who was literally just working right over there, and, like, I didn't give him the time of day, and 
he commented some super negative shit on a post recently and i was like damn dude like i'm fucking i'm sorry like that sucks like i didn't mean to but everything else i'd learned in life said to not really engage with with you on that level you know like oh what's up dude like you know like oh yeah you, know. you never know when that hey what's up dude just bridges a gap between like all right now something's about to happen so it's like you gotta give that like obviously we gotta give the benefit of the doubt to some people whenever you're out and something like that might happen but also it has to be the other way around too like he's gotta realize you know you never know who could be walking up to you when you're out in the street and you always have to try and be smart about your situations yeah 100 percent, man and like dude as i said like you know, i'm not carrying a knife and shit i'm not trying to stab someone i don't want to fucking go down that path and i'm sitting on a really expensive looking bike you know what i mean so like especially fuck man you got camera gear around like mm -hmm. got my phone got my fanny pack who knows what's in it like you know it's just like all that shit you know like just gotta yeah keep your wits about you and usually being nice is the best way to handle anything, you know? Just be oh, yeah. fucking, you know, don't be an asshole. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's kind of what I was getting at when I was bringing that up about, like, comparing BMX riders and people who don't have some of those experiences. Just, like, that's another reason why BMX is so sick is because it teaches us those life skills that some people might just not have the life experiences to teach them. 100%, man. It's just... Fear and love, dog. Fear and love. You know, you, you're scared, scared of situations, scared of people. You're going to act out of fear. It's not going to bring love to the situation. It's not going to, you know, and that, and that shit shows. People can sense that shit. You know, like there's a, it's like a deeply rooted thing that we have in, in the human body for sure. It's like yeah. you know, tribal days or even before that, man, fucking caveman era. Like before we could communicate or however we were communicating, like, we, we, we understand that energy flow and I think that yeah just noticing how what you're putting out is what you're gonna get back really yeah man I definitely that's something if you're open to it you definitely can pick up on like it's like a sixth sense for seriously it sounds yeah, weird but it's yeah, real totally and there's some people who like are way more in tune than other people even even my ass bro like fuck you're like damn like you really really got that you got that so far before i did like under interpreted the situation like on point like oh this is gonna happen like damn you're tapped in you know mm -hmm. cool yeah i'm i'm a weirdo i'm gonna say that because people are gonna call me a weirdo for talking about it but like i'm fully just i try to stay in tune with like what the universe is trying to say all the time with weird like situations of serendipity happening where you're like oh that's that there's no way like oh it's just a coincidence for the sixth day in a row that something crazy happens like that okay like it yeah, sounds exactly. crazy but dude i mean the whole ayahuasca thing that's why i wanted to talk to you about it because it's like <laughs> i try to stay in tune with those kinds of things yeah no it's yeah it's definitely yeah you know you know you're on a sick one and you're on like the right path and shit's just kind of clicking like that it's like wow that was just bizarre perfect timing mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely it's cool cool to know you're tapped in like that man it's it's uh it's a special skill to have and you can grow it you know if you don't have it you just i don't know you might you might not be on the perfect path right now but you can always pivot man i was talking to my folks like dude this is i totally feel like obviously that the ayahuasca experience had a 
big impact on just understanding I need to change. And I feel like, man, 2023, the year of the pivot, you know, it's like, there you go. If, if you're not happy, you're not satisfied, you know, pivot, change your health, change your situation, change whatever you can to try and bring yourself into a new one. Because all of a sudden when things start clicking like that, you're like, ah, oh, like I'm doing it. You know, like I, I made the right moves and I'm on a, I'm on a new path. It feels good for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, kind of along those lines, I thought it was uh, pretty funny that you talked about how that it do part, the one that I watched today we were talking about earlier, was actually what got you connected with Sunday back in the day through Jim C. And I just did one of these last week with Jim C. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah, dude. Just funny. My brother, yeah, he, uh, yeah, I saw that. That was, that was pretty great. MC definitely put me on, man. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, my brother like hit up Charlie Crumlish back in the day and was like, "Yo, look at my brother, dude. He's doing all this crazy shit." And Charlie was like, "All right, I'm gonna connect him." And then pretty soon I was getting bikes from Jim C. It was, it was crazy, man. And that just goes to show, like, it's, it's crazy. As soon as you like put energy into, I swear I got so much better. As soon as I like got like you know good good bike parts underneath me and like support and that that motivation, that energy coming into my life, I was like, "Fuck, like, all right, let's let's do this shit," you know. Mm-hmm. and doing it before but it definitely exponentially i feel like the same way with denim like dude getting denim on bsd like holy fuck how much better he has gotten at riding and like how much his riding has leveled up it it blows my mind bro like he is i he is one of my favorite riders now you know and he used to be as well i knew he had it in him but fuck like he got he got smoother he got fucking landing shit cleaner, easier. You know, he still eats shit, but I was like, all right, like, get get some nice shit, put it into it, send it on some trips. Like, fuck, it's killing it. Yeah, denim. I I think it's safe to say that most people who pay attention to BMX videos get stoked when a denim video comes out. Dude, yeah, he motivates the hell out of me, bro. He always talks shit on me. He's like, oh. Reed, old Reed would have said this shit. Over <laughs> and I'm like, you do it, dude. He's like, no, you should do this shit. I'm like, oh, no, like, not me right now, you know? And you're like, yo, Trent. <laughs> <laughs> dude, oh, that crazy legend Houston he did that he's got a two-page spread and dig, bro. The oh. feeble? Yeah, I was like, I was thinking about doing that shit like before because Tristan sent me the spot. And I was like, I, we got there and he, Trent was just like, motivated i was like oh you 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 want to do this like there's someone else in this group who wants to grind this fucking ledge like yes trent please <laughs> grind this ledge and he fucking banged it out you know it's it's so sick like it's damn, i love bmx bro it's the best thing ever yeah it's such a small niche world I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how to make it grow dude like as i get older like i just i'm trying to yeah trying to start this non-profit we'll see how it goes I don't want to say too much at this point, but I'm really trying to like get outside money into BMX and make this whole pie grow, so every company can start winning more and get more kids on bikes. Because fuck, man, like, was it a powerful tool to, you know, strengthen me and strengthen everyone I know in BMX? Fuck, like, how sick is everyone you meet at a BMX event? You know? Oh, like, you hell share, yeah. share that passion. You got a community. You got friends to do whatever. You can travel the world, sleep on people's couches, like, through BMX and. It's just uh, a yeah, total game changer, man. Really, really makes life. I think just for people who haven't experienced something like that, it is just 
it definitely can change the trajectory of your entire life. And when we're lucky enough to find it as kids, it just completely influences everything about who every fiber of our being is. Oh, 100%. And that that's like, man, I really do have like a huge passion for Kendama because I realize that not everyone can ride BMX. And Kendama has so many parallels, like with the community aspect and like, me, you know, meeting friends in new cities, being able to hit them up, just some, some dude, you know, who posts badass Kendama tricks on the internet and being like, yo, dude, I'm in your city. You want to hang out? All of a sudden you're like eating dinner with their family or some shit like that. And like, it's just a total, like having these, these types of hobbies that aren't so like, like there's a competitive side to them, but really like if you just enjoy participating in them and growing within them, you're able to access this whole other world. And yeah, I, 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 somebody seven years old to 80 years old can play Kendama and they can all hang out and be homies. And to me, that's just such a beautiful thing because BMI is kind of limited in that way. You know what? Yeah. You got, you got kind of like, I don't know, five to shit, man, I guess, I guess was it dmc still 360 and stairs at like age 50 you know grant smith's still riding at like i think he's like what 47 or 48 i don't know but maybe 44 not sure but yeah i mean you can still ride till late but after a certain age it's fuck your body's just beat man you want me to blow your mind Mm. you might have already seen this dude but there's a guy from russia named mendo he didn't start until he was 62 He's got to be seven, 69 or 70 at this point because I made the video talking about him. Actually, let me just type uh, 60. Is he a Flatlander? No. I posted this video in October of 2020 when he posted an edit. And he's doing, you know, air to fakies on quarters, fly out 360, foot jam to fakies. Like, Dude, it's incredible. Yeah, he's from Russia, and he didn't start until he was 62. So it's oh, like, dude. we don't know how old we really can be yet. Yeah, I, I mean, really, I guess the industry really isn't that old, but it's pretty common that people fall off fairly, you know, around, like, 40. Yeah. You know? Like, you can kind of just, like, pump a bowl, which is still riding, you know? You don't need to do the badass tricks to be a bike rider, but fuck, man. Yeah, that's amazing. I can't. I got to see that shit. Yeah, I'll send you the link to his edit, and he posts on his YouTube channel for me now and then, and it's just, it gave me a whole new perspective on things, because I'm like, dude, if this dude didn't start till he was 62, and he's progressing to the point of fly-out threes and air and quarters and stuff, I mean, that means who knows what it could be for the people who just never, ever stop. Dude, yeah, I, I, I totally am at the point now where I want to like talking about the risk reward thing like i want to be able to ride as long as i fucking can like i can't i know rock climbing and kendama and snowboarding will fill the gap but like i just love being on a bike and i want to make sure i can pump a bowl as long as i can i mean shit dude look at gary young bro like gary Young, that was my favorite part i've seen of him ever yeah so much better i don't understand how he like just is still killing it like Over not 11 even, minutes of video yeah is is a jaw dropper you know and the creativity and everything is just flourishing and like that shit really motivates me dude like cory martinez like nathan fucking all those dudes i used to look up to are still like ripping and doing bangers and yeah i think i think the uh i don't think back in the day maybe people were as focused on the health side of it right i think now like people are really realizing like you gotta you gotta do your yoga 
gotta take your superfoods, you gotta drink your water, you know, like all oh, the vitamins mm -hmm. that you can <laughs> carry, like yeah, so. literally you take all of it every day. Yep, dude, try out raw superfoods, man. Plants basically shameless sponsor plug, but those those uh They deserve they, it. They, yeah, they have products that really help me get through injury and get rid of inflammation and fuck i see i see a sports chiropractor any chance i can to try and see what you know to get a checkup and see what they can work out what i need to work on different exercises you know and to fix certain things because a lot of times you don't need surgery man like you go to a surgeon right you go to a surgeon and ask what i can do to fix this part of my body and they're gonna say surgery because they're a surgeon that's right. what they're trained to do is be like yeah i can fix that with surgery you're at my door and like you go to a sports chiropractor and Dude, nine times out of ten, maybe even nine point nine times out of ten, they're gonna be like, "All right, do these exercises. We can get you back to normal through these uh, through these alternative methods." And and I've, dude, I fuck, I'm living proof of that. You know, like I definitely, I guess not definitely, but I'm pretty damn sure I tore my meniscus and ACL in my right knee, and I'm knock on wood. But I've been, I've been building up the muscles around it, doing squats and doing different exercises. I did acupuncture, get the swelling away, iced it like fuck, and I'm still still riding, you know? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Jeremy Ball from Michigan. He just, dude, I mean, he kind of hasn't been riding as much in recent years, but he would be doing three turndowns and oppo three lookbacks over the big line at Ray's and just doing lines in the bowl that nobody can do, but the dude didn't have an ACL in one of his knees and just never got it fixed. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, you, yeah, you, the muscles, man. Muscles can really, really take care of a lot. And it's all the really small muscles you don't really know. It's And to go, to go, I mean, shit, sports chiropractors, there's one I see in Minnesota, Dr. Carl, legend, that he, uh, he's like 90 bucks a session, you know? It's not cheap, mm -hmm. but go in if you can afford that once a month or whatever and be like, all right, dude, like, what do I got going on? How can how can I fix you know how can I fix this situation? Um, and yeah, they're very likely gonna crack you up, center you out, you know, and be able to give you guidance and send you on your way. And if you actually take it seriously and integrate it in your life and you know work hard, then you can usually stay pretty good, you know. Yeah, uh, that's definitely important to talk about. And that one thing that. Uh, I was thinking about when you were saying that stuff too that I always try to hit on when talking about things for people to hear is that like if you have an injury too and you go into the ER unless it is a life-threatening thing you don't let them do surgery in the ER immediately if you're able to go and see a dedicated sports doctor first because their goal is to just get you better so that you're like okay they're and a sports doctor looks at you and a sports surgeon is gonna work on you in a way that tries to get you back to what you were doing yeah yeah exactly man i mean shit what is it matt, matt hoffman he's uh matt hoffman gotta charge my computer man oh you good uh, matt hoffman he like did all sorts of like experimental the large ligament yeah, yeah, like you, you have to search, you know, far and wide to find the right thing. And I, I, you know, it, it really bums me out when people rush to surgery. You know, I would say, go and see an alternative doctor. 
you know, I've gone to really shitty ones and I've gone to really good ones. Mm-hmm. So just doing doing your research and talking to friends, talking with you know, hit up hit up pros who you think have gone through certain shit and you know, ask them who you what you need to be googling. Right. Ask them, you know, go through that process. Like there's the one the Dr. Carl I see in Minnesota and this dude I just saw in LA. Uh what is it? I forgot his name. Um but yeah, they both like treat the professional football teams like the dude in la flies to new orleans and treats the saints even though they have like an on-staff doctor dr carl all the like a bunch of the minnesota vikings go and see him even though they have doctors and trainers like on site because if you see like a really intelligent specialist like they're probably going to be able to give you great advice that you wouldn't be able to get exactly uh what else are you doing to try and stay healthy i mean we mentioned the superfoods with raw and plants basically and just trying to you know see the sports chiropractor what else uh i my girlfriend's like she's got like this crazy workout routine she paid for um so i do that with her like a lot of like just like uh weights free weight stuff in the gym i rock climb a bunch um yoga every morning it's a big one sometimes at night sometimes you need more sometimes you need it less but trying to stay on that regimen is really important not to stretch too much but stretch stretch Make sure you're limber, and and you know, because if your joints can't move, then uh, shit's gonna break, and you're gonna have issues. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the main thing, you know, just hitting the gym when I can. I need you know need to get more on it. Always uh, I can always do better, but yeah, staying on staying on that rock climbing is really sick. It's like a full full body strengthening exercise. You know, you don't like get super buff from it, but you get like really toned and. It, uses like every part of your body to like stay on the wall so that's like a really fun activity and it's like so similar to bmx dude it's like actually fun working out because i dude i hate going to the gym like yeah it's not fun to me i don't like lifting weight i don't know some people really get jacked on it it's it i don't get juice like i do that shit just so i can ride and like ride as long as possible but rock climbing i genuinely enjoy it's like it's the bmx of weightlifting if you will <laughs> there you go yeah road i Road biking too. I gotta, I gotta fix it. I don't ride that as much as I used to. I used to be on that shit proper, but that's really good for your knees. Gotcha. Yeah, I just got one of those uh, indoor trainer thingy, mabob or whatever's. I'm gonna rig it up for my BMX bike because I'm not. I'm not gonna do a road bike. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it, and I'm gonna hook it up to Zwift or whatever that is, and like, whatever happens, happens. But I'm gonna be on my BMX bike to do it. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. I think that covers it, dude. Superfoods are huge, man. There's a shitload of superfoods. I have, I take a lot of them. Tons of vitamins, tons of superfoods. It's expensive, but I have a destroyed body. Like, I used to do the, the sports chiropractor I saw in LA. He, like, looks at me. He's like, no, dude. He's like, all right, move this, move this. He's like, dude, he's like, you're fucked up. <laughs> it's like, is it the first doctor who ever, like, was that blunt with me? Like, dude, like, your body is toast. Like, my left ankle just, like, it's like a brick, bro. It, like, doesn't even move. It hardly bends side to side. So now I have these, like, crazy, like, extending exercises trying to stretch out my Achilles tendon. It's, like, clicking all the time. But it's not really preventing me from doing anything. It's just kind of annoying. But Mm -hmm. if I don't fix it, it's going to get shittier and shittier. Right. Um, But, yeah, good posture. Really important. I've had pretty terrible posture this whole interview because I was trying to stay in frame. Kind of get dark back here. but, But, yeah, you know, like, shoulders back, chest out all the time you know walking around sitting on good chairs where your knees are below your hips 
you know, like high, high chairs is really good for you. Like deep, deep, squishy couches, not good for you. Sleeping on your stomach is really bad for you. I did that my whole life. Like my arms like this, like laying like this, you know, with the pillow and then my arms underneath and like pushes down your shoulders. I'm pretty sure that's why I've dislocated my shoulders so many times. So I had to like train myself to sleep on my back, which was really, really hard. But now I'm, I'm there, which is incredible. Um, but yeah, like just certain things you do all the time. You might not notice. Posture is a big one though. Yeah. Yeah. That core, core strength. Fucking, um, what is it? Planks planks all the time those are huge strengthen that core strengthen that those back muscles it's easier to have good posture yeah i think i mean a lot of people might not realize that when you have lower back pain from riding it might be because your bars or stem are too low but it's also because your core isn't strong enough and if you strengthen your core it offsets the back muscles that are usually what's making your lower back hurt oh yeah 100 percent, man yeah i dude i've had had my time with the back for sure i've gotten I've gotten through pretty much every serious injury that I've had, you know, um, good. through these techniques, which is awesome. But yeah, as I'm getting older, you know, they, they say if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And that's why during the ayahuasca shit, she was like, do you want to run? And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to be able to run. She's like, well, then you better start running, dude. And like, <laughs> I was like, okay, like say no more. So now I'm going to start running a lot more, which is hopefully going to help out a lot of shit. That's good, man. That's really good. It's just good to treat your body right. I think I didn't realize until this year, the last year, that like everything you put in is just like the gas you put in your car. Like you're fueling everything that you do with what you put in your mouth. Oh, 100%, man. Smoothies every morning. Every morning, get, get your fucking. I like frozen blueberries, bananas, some water, peanut butter. Maybe some almond butter, you know, like some spinach, maybe some chia seeds. Fucking drink that shit every morning. Like, make sure you're getting your doses of fruits and vegetables. Like that shit, that shit'll keep you going. And feeling good is just nice. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, so God. nice. Haven't been drinking, dude. Oh, I feel so good. It's great. I used to, I I party hard, and you know, it's good to uh, chill out a bit and really start feeling good. It's nice, nice to wake up feeling nice and. Yeah, you know, treat the treat that body right. You know, like I I used to laugh at people would be like, ah, oh, like, body's my vessel. You know, and like that was another thing in the ayahuasca experience. Of she was like, yo, like, you are energy, and like this body literally is your fucking vessel. Like, this is your shit, and you have it for this time period. And if you fuck it up, then you fucked it up. You know, so like take care of that thing because you want to live a long and prosperous life feeling good and i know a lot of people who didn't take it seriously and feel like shit and have fucked up health problems that cost them fuck loads of money and yeah once you're once you're there you're gonna look back and be like shit man i i should have drank smoothies you know what i mean mm-hmm. or i should have done this like damn like i kind of blew it you know i'm like or you won't fuck it you know what i mean but <laughs> I, I personally don't want to have that happen i want to stay feeling bomb as possible for as long as possible right exactly yeah life's life's great man gotta gotta just try and keep on grinding yeah i feel like would you say that it seems like it's become more and more common within bmx to not only see like pros taking care of their bodies and thinking about the longevity of things but also that trickling down and just like more people who ride in general caring about that stuff 
Yeah, I, some people don't give a fuck, you know, like, dude, I I get haggard too, you know, like, everyone, it's constantly, you know, mm-hmm. constantly flowing of how good you're treating yourself and how shitty you're treating yourself, you know, like, one thing can trigger something in your life and all of a sudden you're fucking partying and then, like, you party, you wake up feeling like shit, whether you start drinking again or you, like, eat shitty, greasy food, you kind of just say fuck it for a bit and all of a sudden, like, it hits you and, like, whether it hits you like a month later or like a year later or sometimes five or ten years later and all of a sudden you're like damn dude like i've been blowing it but i think people get to that realization eventually and you know they hopefully hopefully switch and hopefully have the tools to to do it now you know thank fuck for google like buy whatever you want on google but you know there is a lot of great information out there and wicked smart people who can guide you and right exactly that's why I like doing conversations like this with people like you to where if somebody sees this and they hadn't yet made that realization, maybe they will. And then, oh, now I realize I can look this stuff up and start feeling better. Yeah, dude. I mean, fuck. If I, if I had known when I was like 16, 17, like when I was just going for broke, like just sending shit, fuck it, man. Who cares if I die? <laughs> like that, that whole mentality, you know what I mean? Like. If I would have heard myself talking now, I'd probably been like, no way. You know, like, there's yeah. no way that's me. So I understand. I'm fully I'm empathetic with everyone and everyone's choices that you choose to make. You know, life's short. Have a smile on your face as much as you can. And, you know, do what you can. Do what you can when you can do it. Yeah, dude. Uh, when's the next Safari video? Uh, that one, the, the one I filmed with the Grime video is denim's last bsd video that's that's the hard drive that just showed up in nice. austin so that's it's that unfortunately that video i had a really i was saying my knee was pretty fucked up i had like a mm-hmm. knee brace on that whole video so i couldn't really do a lot of things that i wanted to do i had to take it pretty safe um which was cool you know it was limiting a lot of a lot of straight stuff not a lot of 180s um not not a lot of sends where I would be flailing in the air, you know, or certain things. I so I had to be a little bit more analytical about everything I did. And I wouldn't say it's like my best shit by any means that I've done in my life, but you know, it should be a cool video. It's got a it's got a cool fun concept, so that should be dope. And yeah, I'm actually editing my Burning Man video right now. Nice. It's super hype. Um, I edited it twice on like this iPhone app, this InShot, and it wouldn't export. Like I spent oh long, God. long time because I just like to edit on my phone because I can do it wherever. And I, you know, I was yeah, wouldn't export. So I got Adobe Premiere, and I have learned the program now, and I'm cranking on this video. So that should be coming out by this this month. Damn, you got a lot of stuff in progress because you're talking about a different video that you were working on earlier or is that one of the two that you just mentioned uh which one when we first the one with the one with my uh first video part yeah that's that's the one that's the safari video that i'm talking oh, okay about. that's cool. the one that was on the grime tour i think it's going to be called yeah i don't want to give out the name no it's just uh, coming people <laughs> yeah then yeah dude i have a ton of shit in the works and then we also have like a sweet mob video of hobie don and i in europe that's going to be dropping um yeah, man, I got a bunch of shit coming out. A lot of shit's been in the works, man. It's uh, It's been kind of a slow year, just kind of getting everything together with clips and different filmers and editors, and, you know, life hits different for a lot of different people, and, you know, 
had some had some anger through that shit you know being like why the fuck i want this shit to drop you know and just i'm glad that it's all coming to fruition now and i'm really excited for everyone to see it man it's some cool projects yeah hell yeah uh i got two more notes in here the one's just going fast gap to grinds what is it about going fast that you love so much because i feel like no matter what the contest is or what the video part is like you're or the skate park you're gonna find something like the freaking that was you at house park right with the giant gap to grind for the usl thing it had to have been you yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah, Gas Smith. Okay. Like just stuff like that. Like, oh, what is it about that? Oh man, I just, I think it's amazing what you can like the speed you can generate on a bike, and I just think it's fucking so dope. Like, to be able to actually do that type of shit mm-hmm. and really push the limits of how far you can go and how fast and how high. Um, I just think I think it's just a beautiful thing, man. I don't know, just really about pushing the limits and doing again, doing things that have never been done. I just think is awesome if I can potentially do them. Um, for contests, it's totally like I I can't really do the bar feeble hard one eighty bar. Like, you know, that's cra- I, It's crazy people do that shit. I could never. I would never try something that technical in a contest or like right. a feeble manual hanger manual fucking and people do this shit first try it's so impressive mm-hmm. but i just don't have it in me like i never went down that path so like if i'm gonna compete in those types of like arenas if you will then i gotta be different you know i don't want to just do what other people are doing so what am i gonna do well, i'm a fucking haul ass <laughs> rip and try and find the biggest scariest thing that i think i can do first try with confidence you know oh hell yeah. yeah so yeah i don't know that shit that's just always cool yeah that house park one was sick man that was crazy it's like wait you think you think i can make it there i remember the session it was like before i think i was like there like a week before i was with some cats and i started i was like looking i was like wait has anyone ever done that and they're like no and i just started like cranking at it and i was like dude i think they're like you're like kind of right there and yeah i that was that was a cool one man that was a, that was a Nice Mind blowing. I'm gonna pull it up just because I want to watch it again. It's like totally mental. Oh my god, I clicked right to it. <laughs> just like cranking as hard as you possibly can across the entire skate park to what I mean, that's got to be like 25 feet. Yeah, that was a scary one, dude. My back tire was right there, too almost really blew that one or maybe it would have blown out the wheel or something but and then the freaking oh my god forgot about the one that came after it the gap out of the bowl into that steep wedge oh yeah that was (laughs) too that was crazy i remember i think it was like chase hawk man one of my fucking favorite riders of all time and he was like he's like bro he's like that shit was fucking gnarly he commented some shit i was like damn like that's like chase hawk's home park he's hyped on it that was that was a problem for sure. Yeah. And one that I really enjoyed was the barely peg height ice over into that little tiny bank that you caught front and rear tire. Not from that video, but you posted on Instagram recently. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That tiny little like the literal like thing this big and you ice over and caught both tires and I was like <laughs> What 
Dude, yeah, that that again. I was like, this is the smallest over ice pick that's ever been done. I, I was For just, sure. I thought that was super comical, you know. So yeah, that actually took, dude. That was probably like 30 tries. Everyone was all cold and ready to go home, and I found it outside the grocery store, and I was like, already written off for the day. Like I didn't think I did shit that day, and I was like, whoa, wait, wait, I have to do this thing. And yeah, I ended up, I actually ate shit on it too. It was kind of funny. Uh, that's, I mean, that's what you would eat it on. Uh, yeah. it, was, uh, it was sick. They're like cops watching too. They didn't seem to care. I was like chipping up the top of the top of the thing, some little plaque. It's smallest little niche. Got to get both those tires in, man. Wait, guys, I gotta ride this square that's got a corner cut off of it. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny, man. It's always good when you can do the funny shit. I to, that's the kind of stuff that's. I think that's just super impressive especially the fact that like you can do both you do the giant gap to smith and then you come back and you do the smallest ice over man i, I love that those are the two clips you brought up that's hilarious <laughs> that's where my mind goes oh. uh, uh, that's great no that, that's great i mean that means someone's fucking stoked on the shit that i'm doing but yeah i, I just i the biggest shit and the smallest shit is hilarious to me it's nice like finding the tiniest little niche like is that a spot and it's like I, I tried to make that as much of a spot as it could be, you know, and mm -hmm. I think as time goes on, I'm probably going to be, unless it's like the perfect type of banger, you know what I mean? But yeah. like, like, like really valuing the really tiny spots and making them, making, I don't know, it's just kind of like realizing that the world is our playground and you can ride anything and it can be fun. Like shit, I, I was reflecting on like growing up, I, I spent so much time just riding curbs like yeah. there was like there's some curb near my crib that like some when it was getting made for sure some like truck or whatever like rubbed up against it and it just like dude i'm talking this wide of a little part that just like was a flat curb you know like up and flat and it just had a little a little curve in it and dude i like aired the fuck out of that and like deck manualed on the curb and like tried to foot jam and i remember riding that little tiny nothingness like for so many fucking hours you know it's a quarter pipe it's a quarter pipe yeah everything's exactly. a quarter pipe yeah we didn't we didn't have street trannies like they do in in, in europe when i was growing up nothing really in minnesota well, all right but but you know try yeah, try and try and make everything a spot because see see what you can do on it parking blocks uh jersey barriers it's all a quarter pipe yeah dude just Anything, anything that you can get creative on and really enjoy putting them tires on is good stuff. Yeah. So the only other thing I had written down here is I just was curious to hear what you're into outside of BMX. Talk about music a little bit. Is there anything else too? Uh, yeah. DJing, love DJing, been diving into that. And like I've recently started like producing music. That's been quite the journey. Like I never took any music class or anything. So it's like a whole new BMX for me. Mm -hmm. Totally feel like I'm going to do that for the rest of my life i don't know how good i'm gonna get but i'm i'm ready to grind at it uh love rock climbing love snowboarding disc golf fuck i love disc golf it's a great great way to get outside get you know get walking huck some disc like super fun game to go play with your homies it's usually free it's like cheap to get discs mm -hmm. and they're everywhere too the courses are fucking pretty much everywhere uh at least in america um yeah, we have a disc golf course by a new concrete skate park that got built here. Nice. Yeah, I brought some BMXers disc golfing, and they always love it. They're like, oh, I always see this shit. I never, like, knew to try it. I was like, yeah, it's really fun. Like, um, yeah, like, I like regular golf. 
fuck, man. I, I like a, I like a whole lot of shit. I'm really down to do, to do whatever, you know. Like, I definitely see myself doing like crazy outdoor rock climbing sends though in the future. Like, you gonna be Alex Honnold doing the freaking free solos? <laughs> no, no, no free solo for me, dude. I'm totally scared of heights. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy getting my hand on rock and like going through that process of like figuring out. If, they call them problems. Mm-hmm. It's like figuring out how you got to situate your body weight on the wall. You get up and. Yeah, it's a it's a real fun thing. My girlfriend and I do that shit all the time. We love going to the gym and bring homies and shit. It's always good. Um, yeah, man, I'd say that's that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I got a whole to do list. I got this new to do list manager, dude. I got a whole fun section. What's it called? Let's see what we got. To doist. To doist. To doist. It's I I I just always did shit in my notes. Uh, but yeah, it's really nice. Super nice, like upload shit. It's free until you go like past five projects. But just like organization, making sure you like the whole thing is like this like GTD technique of like you don't want to have to be thinking about what you have to do in life. Yeah. You you uh, you want to just have it out there, and you need to just plan your day from what you know you need to do, and spend less time like thinking about it and actually optimizing your time to make it make sure you do as much as you possibly can because. Fuck, man, life's short. I got a lot of shit going on. Um, yeah, fun section. Uh, BMX, kendama, rock climbing, disc golf, snowboarding, family shit, uh, slacklining. Really enjoy slacklining. Nice. It's like where you tie, tie the, tether the rope between the trees, a little, little webbing, one-inch or two-inch webbing. Um, I just got a pogo stick, like a adult pogo oh, stick. Oh, damn. Uh, this company X-Pogo hit me up. or I was with... Uh, Aaron Hamoki, Jaws, he's a pro skater in Arizona. He's like homies with all the raw dudes, superfood guys. And he brought his pogo stick out, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. <laughs> when I was growing up, and I hit up, he's like, dude, just hit up the company. They might be down to send y'all one. So I got, my, I got myself a pogo stick now, dude. I'm going to start doing some pogo. Um, and then I really love camping. And then reading books, man. I, I really haven't read too many books since, since – uh, you know, I was like in school and that kind of made me hate books, but yeah. I read one recently that my buddy lent me and I was like, damn, like I really, it's really like grounding, peaceful experience to like get through a book and you'd learn a lot. It's nice to like just calm the brain. Yeah. Um, yeah, all the, all that shit's good. And then I have like a shitload of business ideas and projects that I'm involved in and I don't want to go into that too much, but yeah, no worries. Sir. I always, I always am grinding on all that shit and I, I really enjoy the work that I do with like marketing and you know brand management and you know making clothes safari state love love that process gonna drop some new items soon um yeah i don't know staying busy keeping it light fucking grinding away Uh, trying to be happy yeah trying to be stoked dude fuck like it's crazy it's life life's hard you know and it's nice to stay busy and motivated on shit that you that you like doing and if you can make a living off of that then fuck that's the dream isn't it that is literally the dream uh if you haven't yet you should listen to the nine club with rob deerdick because he talks in there i don't know if they talk specifically about the time management side of things but everything he talks about is like he treats things in his life like chunks of his time you know he talks about filming ridiculousness takes only four percent of his time and and he talks about things that way and he's he's talking with that mindset throughout the whole thing and i don't know i just sound 
what you were saying made me think of that. I thought you'd be into it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's crazy. Like this whole this whole thing they like to do is you can go through like kind of a training thing. I went through that the other day, and they talk about like there's this like pomodoro technique, which is Italian for tomatoes. So you're supposed to like add all your tasks that it takes to get a, a project done, right? And then after you do it or before you do it, you kind of like guess like, all right, I think this is going to take a, a Pomodoro and a Pomodoro could mean 25, 25 minutes of time or 15 minutes of time, whatever like time segment you're willing to like really focus on a task and not have no distractions. Cause that's when you're like working the most efficiently. Yeah. So like I'm in the process now of like real trying to realize how much time, like really go through that process. Like how much time, how many tomatoes does, you know, a certain thing take and say, you know, you have 25 minutes, like they say that you should be able to get 20 or 15 Pomodoros like ticked off in a day. So one task could take four tomatoes. And it's just like a fun way of like thinking in life by something other than minutes. You know what I mean? Cause minutes aren't really that fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've been going through this process and fuck man, it's definitely motivating. And I'm totally about it. I'm like really trying to make my, like optimize my life and make it more efficient and i think hitting 30 was probably a big part of that being like damn i really don't have that much time left you know like i gotta yeah do the shit i want to do and stop leaving all these great projects that i have on the on the back burner because i've had shit much to do list man like dude i've had projects and ideas entrepreneurial ventures that have been sitting there for like five years dude you know even longer than that so right. if i'm ever gonna do it i need to like get my money straight and my projects and also carve out time to you know do focus on the things that i want to do yeah absolutely man and uh you talked about todoist and like even just if anybody doesn't want to get another app or anything like if you have an iphone that they're just getting so good at like so your list you can or your notes you can put little like check boxes beside oh, them now even yeah and then like the reminders yep Dude, yeah, it's like so. This it's like the same shit with this. Oh, you can't see it. My, oh, it's going crazy. Oh, there it is. There you go. Yeah, yeah, it's like the same. And you can like the best thing here is like it's super easy. Like add sub subtasks, and Mm -hmm. then you can like do priority levels to them and like color code them through priorities. Just a super. Just try it out, man. If you're on that, if you're on that shit, like I'm literally right now just transferring over all my notes to this. And it's free if you want it. You don't only want to do five projects i it's like four bucks if you want to do more than five but dude dude, i have like 300 notes in my phone dog i i live my (laughs) life by the notes and already i'm like oh my days are it's like you can link up your calendars with it you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. things just you know what to work on and spend less time like fuck what do i do next like right you start tackling tasks and BMX being one of them, you know, fuck, like, I need to make sure, I get so focused on work, I, like, won't ride for a week, and I'm like, fuck, like, my girl's like, dude, you gotta go ride, I'm like, oh my god, I do need to go ride, (laughs) like, that's like, I, I, that has to be a task, it has to be a thing that I, like, make sure that I do, and carve out time, and plan out, and, you know, as life gets busier, really make sure you keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and, like, one thing you can do, too, on your phone is, when you turn on Siri, you can be like, remind me this day, at this time, this thing, and then it just does it and it's like oh cool it makes it that much easier and just getting organized like what you're saying is so important fuck yeah bro it's the shit man so uh, i didn't really know i needed it like i do now so. yeah oh well reed 
We did an hour and 40 minutes, and I, you told me an hour. I don't want to take too much of your time. <laughs> I see. I got I to gotta edit this Burning Man video. I was like, fuck, dude. I got to be cranking. So, yeah, I'm going to go edit this Burning Man video. Hopefully, I have some dope shit to drop. Dude, it was a pleasure chatting. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for doing it. Where, uh, where will people be able to see the Burning Man thing? Any of the – just where can people find all that stuff online? Uh, my Instagram is you scared stiff. I post, I will definitely post everything there. Uh, read Stark on YouTube, Sweets Kandama's YouTube, um, BSD Forever YouTube. I think that's the majority of the projects. But yeah, Instagram is like my main platform of letting people know that I got shit going on. So, hell yeah. Well, thanks to everyone for tuning in and make sure you check out what Reed's got going on. A lot of good stuff. Hell yeah, dude. Much love. Thank you for having me on. Yes.